You're listening to Sky Aspects with Cleopatra Jade, a podcast about astrological topics, also full and new moons. Enjoy, guys. Hey, guys. We have a jam-packed week full of planetary transits. We actually have a transformational week full of planetary transits. There's a lot going on this week. We have two sign changes. Mars is leaving its home sign of Aries, and Mercury is going into Cancer. With Mars, that's going to change the way we take action from a fast-paced approach to a more slow, deliberate, and practical way to take action and go after what we desire method. With Mercury leaving Gemini, that's going to change the tone from constantly needing to feed our minds with intellect to craving more emotional stimulation for ourselves. And this is a week with a mix of Mercury and Venus alignments, mostly a lot of Venus alignments. So our focus is going to go on relationships, communication, our thought processes, and our finances. Looking at the vibes on the graph, this is definitely an interesting week. Again, a mixed bag week with some of the transits we have. We have a mix of easy transits and a mix of uncomfortable transits, especially when I'm looking at what's going on around the 7th. There is solitude energy, and with that solitude energy, there's romance intersecting that. The romantic energy is definitely popping up from all of the Venus alignments we have because relationships and financial situations will definitely be at the forefront this week. Also with the solitude energy that's intersecting that, there could be moments where you're needing space from a partner. There could be moments where you're just needing space from some of your personal relationships overall. But it's definitely one of those edgy weeks where we could be more in our heads about a bunch of things as we start getting through the rest of the week from the 7th till about 10th. Some of that romance energy is intersecting mental energy as well from the 4th all the way up until about the 6th. So again, our mental focus is going to go on relationships. It's going to go on our emotional needs. It's going to go on looking at where we're getting passion in our relationships, where we're getting fulfillment in our relationships. So our minds will be heavy on our needs and what we truly deserve in relationships. And by the weekend, there's a bit of psychic energy. There's a bit of mental energy. We have some psychic stuff in the air with the, mixed in with the mental stuff. So this could be a weekend where your precognition is on fire. It could be one of those things where you're just intuitively downloading information or you're thinking about something and it pops up or you're thinking about a person and all of a sudden they text or they pop up on your social media or you're picking up your phone to text someone and then they end up texting you and beating you to the punch like you guys are kind of on the same wavelength. It's going to definitely be an interesting week for psychic energy. So that will act actually be cool. Let's look at the next bunch of days and see what we can expect. As a reminder, don't forget to like and subscribe because it helps this channel grow. And if you'd like to support the work of this channel, you could do so by buying me a fresh cup of coffee. There's a link in the description box below. The 4th is going to be an interesting day of planetary alignments. The way the 4th kind of rolls in is Mercury and Mars are going to be making a sextile with one another. They're within the last degrees of each sign. Mars is in the last degrees of Aries. Mercury is in the last degrees of Gemini. And they're connecting in this alignment. That's actually harmonious. Sometimes when Mercury and Mars get together... It could be difficult communication-wise because arguments tend to happen. People tend to blurt out the wrong things. People tend to be very abrupt in communication. But with this one, it works out well. You will feel bold in your communication. You will feel open in your communication, meaning you're not really holding anything back communication-wise. Even with some of the edgy stuff that's going on around it, it's one of those alignments where you can be honest with other people without it going left, without it going wrong completely. Because again, sometimes Mercury, Mars, those things go wrong. I'm not not saying that something edgy can't be said, but it tends to have less of an effect on people. And it tends to cause people to be a little less reactive than normal when they hear something that might be very direct. 
Also, this is going to have our minds feeling super alert. We are going to feel very energetic mentally within this alignment. It may have a little bit of edgy and jitteriness to it, but not to a degree of it causing anxiety. What this could result in is energetic conversations and energetic social situations. So hopefully this alignment helps in terms of any gatherings that you're going to. It is July 4th. In the States, we celebrate Independence Day. So people are getting together on this day. People are getting together to have barbecues and see fireworks and socialize. So hopefully it goes well within that energy because there are things building up around Mars that have been going on over the last couple of days with Mars being in the last few degrees of Aries after Mars gets to that 27th degree. Mars tends to bring some edginess to it. So things might have felt pent up over the last couple of days as a result of this. Irritability sometimes is at an all-time high during these times, and also the feeling of being on pins and needles. When we hit critical degrees in astrology, especially with the cardinal signs, it's good to look at that. And with Mars leaving its own planet, that definitely brings about a lot of edge to it. So as we're leaving that Mars and Aries, just be aware of things and try to release this edgy energy in the most productive way possible. By 11.03 Pacific on the 4th, Mars is leaving Aries and going into Taurus. We leave the high octane strategy of Aries for a mellower approach to doing things. This is an absolute total vibe shift from what we've been used to. And we're even going to get that once Mercury goes into Cancer. It is really going to shift the vibes from what we've been used to. And we've been in Aries energy for a bit now. We've been in Aries energy since the second week of May with Jupiter coming here and then Mars coming into Aries and then other planets that we're following and going into Aries like Venus. So we've kind of gotten into this Aries 2.0 vibe. It was like Aries season all over again. And so now that's shifting to some Something that slows us down just a bit. It can almost feel like a release or coming down off of a bunch of energy drinks. So we might feel somewhat sluggish for the first few days of Mars going into Taurus. Another thing with this combination is Mars and Taurus generally don't go hand in hand. It's not to say that we won't be able to take action with Mars and Taurus. It's not to say that it won't be a good time with Mars and Taurus. However, Mars in Taurus happens to be in detriment. And a lot of the times this happens with planets. There are so many configurations and placements and combinations that eventually we're going to have a situation where a planet may not be as comfortable in a particular sign. This is also due to Mars ruling Scorpio. Mars is the ancient ruler of Scorpio. Taurus is the opposite of Scorpio. So the functions are very different. When we think of the Scorpio side of Mars, it's about going deep. It's about transformation. It's about focused energy. It's about strategy. It's about taking action on the things that make us uncomfortable and taking action to face our fears. Taurus energy is not about that. Taurus wants to chill. Taurus wants to be comfortable. Taurus energy tends to not be cool with change. Taurus energy leans more on the, I want to feel good side. I want to be comfortable. I want to be stable and less turbulent and needing to think things through before taking any kind of action. So this is where it doesn't tie in as well with Mars. It's not to say it doesn't function in Mars. It's not to say that it can't be great in Mars because it has plenty of positive attributes. And if you're someone who has this in their natal placement, once you get going, there is no stopping you, which can also happen in this transit. And here's the way I look at it. There are times in life when we need to take our time. We need to slow down. We need to really consider 
if we want to go after something or not, instead of being impulsive, be more patient and build momentum instead of just expecting things to happen immediately. And if you're cool with that, Mars in Taurus has you covered. Because Mars is about taking action and going after what we desire, we will take a more hang back approach until we know exactly what we want and how we want to pursue said goals. So instead of grinding and ignoring the uncomfortable parts, we'll take a little bit less action and we will make sure whatever we're, perce- whatever we're pursuing is going to be something that we're going to be comfortable with. It's going to be stable. It's going to be reliable. And it won't be a situation where we're throwing spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks. And the cool part about this is not only will we take a more a more methodical approach, we'll actually finish what we started, which is one of the biggest strengths of Mars and Taurus is actually getting the job done, actually sticking to the program, not veering off, not getting distracted by shiny objects, but making sure you found the right thing that fits with you, that you know that you can stay the course with and you finish it from, from front to back and start to finish. Even if it takes you time, you still get there. And that's one of the beauties of Mars and Taurus. Because in all honesty, if we're going after something, we want to make sure it's going to be something that's going to last. You don't want to create something only for it to fizzle out. You don't want to go into a job and lose interest in it completely and then just give up. Or create something really cool only to burn out later. Mars and Taurus does not burn out by any means. A lot of the times with the Earth signs going into Mars, it takes a long time before Earth signs get burnt out when they go into Mars. So this is going to be awesome in something that requires your patience that you're really trying to build to be something successful later down the road. Temperament wise too, this is a pretty chill Mars. This is the type of Mars that doesn't get angry really fast. I will say, you know, with the lower vibration, it can, it builds up, but it doesn't happen fast. So, I mean, when there is explosiveness, it generally is an overtime situation. But generally with this Mars, this is the Mars that's very chill. This is the type of Mars that's not going to get into a bar fight. So temperament wise, hopefully this cools us down because we really need it with everything that's going on in the world and some of the transits that we have in July. July is definitely a month that's very hefty. So this Mars and Taurus may help us get through situations where we need to let things roll off our back. Romance-wise, this is a very passionate Mars. This Mars is very passionate about stability and relationships overall. This is not the kind of Mars that's looking for a casual fling. This is the kind of Mars that wants something that's sustainable. This is the kind of Mars that once it does commit, it's very hard for it not to commit. And on a sexual level, because Mars rules our sexuality, this is the type of Mars that also has that staying power as well and can be somewhat insatiable. So bedroom-wise, this is not a two-pump-chump sort of energy. It's very deliberate. It's take your time. It's be sensual because Taurus is a sensory sign, so it really loves anything that makes it feel good and is of the senses. So when it comes down to passion and intimacy, it's going to want to savor that. There's also a passion for the finer things in life. Again, Mars is how we go after things, and this could be pursuing things that are luxurious. Having an urge to go shopping and buying nice things and going to the best restaurants you could imagine. Our inner foodie can come out in the most passionate way possible with this energy. So there are many benefits to Mars being in Taurus. Obviously, there's a lower vibration. As I was mentioning earlier, when anger tends to really hit, it's because it's built up. It's one of those energies where, you know, things keep adding up. And once things keep adding up, eventually you're going to get to a point where you've had your fill of the bullshit. And this is the type of energy that does that once it's pent up. Anyone who knows Tauruses or someone with a lot of Taurus placements knows that they are some of the most patient people that you can meet. And 
This also translate transits wise with Mars and Taurus or anything to do with Taurus. So when things keep piling up, there's generally an explosion. There's definitely an eruption. So that can happen within this energy. It's really the not wanting to be bothered with uncomfortable things. So we let it roll off of our back and then it ends up resulting in an explosion in terms of anger and your temperament. Again, this is a very slow moving Mars. Now the slow methodical approach is great. However, there are times where we need to speed things up. There are times where we can't take our time. So this could end up backfiring that sort of way if you've been kind of lax or resting on your laurels or just are looking at it as, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it next week. This could be a problematic energy for that reason. Also, doing too many things at once may be difficult. We got so used to that multitasking vibe of Mars being in Aries, also having all the Gemini stuff going on, and that's going to slow down a little bit. And so it may be harder to do multiple things at once. There could be an issue with overindulging in passions. And again, this has a lot to do with food, drink, sex, shopping, things this combination can bring out because it wants to feel good. And it brings it out in a passionate way, in a more revved up sort of way than you, than you typically get with something with a planet in Taurus. So that could be a big issue. And also not wanting to make the changes that need to be made. Being resistant to change overall can be problematic within this energy. So do the best you can through those periods because that can be difficult in this energy because you just don't want to shift things super fast. And sometimes we do have to shift things fast. Sometimes we don't have the luxury to say we want to wait and that could be a problem within this energy. But let's use the positive attributes of this sign change to help us out and to get us on track so we finish what we started. About 23 minutes later, Mercury goes into Cancer on July 4th. So now we are totally in this vibe shift. So Mercury's leaving Gemini. It's going to leave that fast-paced, multitasking approach to thinking, communication, how we do things, and retain information to an approach that's more feelings-based. Mercury in Cancer is more inward rather than being outward. This is not to say that we're not going to be social. This is not to say that we're, we're not going to be able to communicate. We tend to be more receptive and connected with our inner world. So when it comes to communication, we may be less inclined to be as chatty as we were. We could take a moment to stop and listen to what other people have to say, which is actually not a bad thing. And we tend to look for something deeper within our social life, within our relationships and the way we communicate. We become more interested in having intimate conversations, intimate conversations being one-on-one conversations or just being connected with a small group of people. So it's like having like a few friends over being with a couple of family members because we want to focus on more meaningful conversations. Through this kind of Mercury, we're not going to be looking for anything surface level when it comes down to our communication. We're not going to want to waste our time. We're, we're going to prefer to have either more time to ourselves or something that just connects us with the people we're closest to. Stimulation-wise, we're going to be craving more emotional stimulation than anything else. We're going to crave mental stimulation, of course, but there will be more of a need for emotional stimulation. Emotional stimulation has a lot to do with, again, those deep relationships we have. It doesn't always have to be mushy stuff, even though it can be mushy stuff when it comes down to Mercury and Cancer, because it can get that way. But our minds go to being more sentimental and needing people in our lives that give us those types of sentiments. We're going to need to know that we're in emotionally stable situations. So there could be a need for more validation. Validation is not always a bad thing. It can turn into a bad thing. But in this energy, when it's in balance, it's not a bad thing. You just want to know where people stand with you. We're going to crave communication that nurtures us. So we're going to require more substance and personal growth from our relationships. 
and vice versa, doing the same thing for other people, giving people pep talks, doing things that help them blossom as a person. Our thoughts and our focus will go more on our personal life, which will be one of the things we want to achieve with this Mercury. Also, we start focusing on the past. This Mercury tends to bring out the nostalgia in us. We, Our thoughts tend to go to past memories, good memories. I mean, some things, again, with the lower vibration can be a little bit dicey, but this is one of those Mercuries where we could find ourselves being more interested in doing things that we used to enjoy or were a thing of the past, going antiquing, doing some research on past history, family history, or even hearing about a resolution to past events hearing from people you might have lost touch with from your past. So this is a lovely energy for just really getting deep and doing a lot of the things that matter. Of course, there's a lower vibration when it comes down to this energy. And the things we definitely have to worry about with this is making sure that our emotions are in check and grounded because we could go through mood fluctuations as a result of this energy. There can be issues when we're not getting our needs met emotionally and it could lead to pettiness. It could lead to passive aggressiveness. It could lead to reacting emotionally and saying things out of emotion. So we want to be careful when it comes down to that. And speaking of the past, this could be one of those things where, you know, you're kind of looking at things from the past and not in the fondest way. So it could cause a lot of emotional stuff to come up, or it could be a situation where you're confronting someone because of something that happened in the past and you're wanting a resolution and the person may not be as receptive to it. So yeah, this is definitely one of those energies where it's going to be great for us taking a moment and slowing down and also focusing on communication that gives us substance. From the 5th to the 7th, this week tends to get a little bit edgy when it comes down to our romantic relationships and finances as well. Venus is going to be in the semi-square with Mars, which has its upside and it has its downside. On the upside, if you're in a healthy relationship, this rubs up the passion. This makes causes intimacy to be off the charts. And if there were issues in the past or there were arguments going on throughout the week, this could be one of those moments where you're having makeup sex as a result of this energy. On a downside, it can inflate some dramatic issues within relationships that aren't so healthy. So it can rile up the drama that was already there and already present and cause things to be even more uncomfortable than they normally are. So if there were issues seeing eye to eye with a partner, this is going to end up revving that up and just making the scenario a little more toxic than it normally is. So it's definitely something that's going to cause you to address things that need to be addressed, which is a good thing, but it's also uncomfortable as well. On top of that, on the 6th, Venus is going to make a sextile with Chiron. And this one is different. It's not as high octane, but it can be intense emotionally because we're learning the importance of self-respect within this energy. A transit like this shows us where we could have lost ourselves trying to gain the approval of someone and are realizing it's not worth our time anymore. It could show us where we've been overly sacrificial in relationships. It could cause us to look at why we're seeking validation in certain partners or just validation overall. So this is one of those things where it's helping you look at things for what they are so that way you're working on your self-esteem, you're working on self-respect, you're working on giving yourself internal validation so you're not seeking it out from other people. And this builds up self-worth completely. So this alignment is difficult. It definitely doesn't feel good when it does come up. So do the best you can when this energy hits and look for methods that are going to help you boost your confidence without needing external validation. That same day, communication can go a little bit weird because Mercury is going to be in the semi-square with Uranus. 
This can cause abrupt communication. And I say abrupt communication in the sense where you could be communicating with someone and then it abruptly stops. You could be communicating with someone and then all of a sudden the conversation doesn't go necessarily the way you want and it may result in something that's argumentative. A lot of the times with these hard Uranus-Mercury transits, we tend to get communication unexpectedly, sometimes especially in those, in the hard ones, from people we don't really want to hear from. And communication can be somewhat wired on that day. It could be wired in a sense where you're having an energetic conversation, but the other person may not be up for it, so it's very draining to them. Or it could be to a point where you feel anxious and you're just not wanting to communicate and abruptly stop communicating with other people because you need a moment to yourself, which is perfectly fine. So this energy in itself can be very uncomfortable. Do the best you can to ground yourself on this day. And speaking of abrupt, Venus is going to be making a semi-square with Uranus. So not only do we have Mercury connected with that semi-square, we also have Venus with that semi-square. So this can cause, again, unexpected things, communication-wise, relationship-wise, communication from axes, and things like that. Also, it could be making sudden changes and revamps to your relationship and job situations. When we have Venus-Uranus transits that are hard, sometimes things get sticky because we're over something. And by over something, we've had our fill of it, we felt restricted in it, and we're just bored or we're just sick of the situation not changing in itself. So this could cause abruptness within relationships, abruptly breaking up with someone, ending things, be aware of the job situation. And I always say be aware with the job situation because you know you want to make sure you have a backup plan when it comes down to that. And with relationships, you want to make sure you have a good exit strategy before you leave a relationship, if it's a relationship especially that's crazy and toxic. So this could be a day of claiming your independence in every way you can. This could be a day of just wanting to break loose and bust free. Also be careful what you're be careful about what you're doing with your hair, makeup, clothing, and things like that, because this is also not the one one of those alignments you want to use to change up your look. Venus has a lot to do with our style, so there could be an urge to do something that you you'll end up regretting. So be aware of that in this energy. Friday and Saturday have more edgy alignments. Luckily, Sunday we do round out the weekend with something nice. But in the meantime, on the 8th, the sun's going to make a square with Chiron and Mercury's going to square Jupiter. So with these energies, we deal with ego stuff. And so our egos, our confidence levels may fluctuate through these day, through this day with all of this going on. I'm making a square to Chiron. This is going to be all about healing our ego. So if there's been situations where we feel deflated ego-wise, we're needing to build ourselves back up. This is definitely one of those energies where you could feel down, you could feel dejected, and you could feel like you're not getting the attention you deserve. In other words, you're not getting the notice you deserve for a lot of the stuff that you do for other people, or you're feeling as though your time hasn't came yet, and you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for the right moment to be recognized for whatever you do. So it could be kind of a blow to your self-esteem. There could definitely be some issues that come up with self-image issues. There could definitely be some self-worth issues that come up. There could definitely be a lot of issues when it comes down to how you feel about yourself. So with this energy, it does pass. And we'll definitely be about looking for ways to build yourself up and give yourself a pep talk and pump yourself up and put yourself on a plan so that way you are building up healthy self-esteem and align your energy properly so that way you are connecting with the right things and attracting the right types of people in your life. With Mercury making that square with Jupiter, that's the opposite energy. Mercury and Jupiter coming together in a square does bring up arrogance issues. It brings out the cocky side in people. It brings in, I'm smarter than you, I'm better than you, intellectual arrogance, and things like that. It can bring out the opinionated side in people, and it can bring out that side of people who blow a lot of hot air. It can bring out that side of people that need to hear the sound of their own voice. So people tend to express in a way that's very overpowering, and not overpowering like Pluto, but just really annoying 
having someone blowing out hot air, someone drinking their own Kool-Aid sort of vibe. And it's not even a humble bragger. It's like an outright overt bragger. So this type of energy could be uncomfortable for that. It does have its bright side, which is nice. It does have its fun side. It could be very social. It could be one of those things where, you know, you're having a good time with people and going out and doing something fun, going on an adventure, things like that. So it does have that nice side to it, but it does have the side that's really braggadocious. Also, people tend to be scattered, so make sure you're paying to details within this energy. Make sure if you're signing something important that you're paying attention and you're reading everything because this could also go awire as a result. It could backfire. And honestly, I kind of welcome that Mercury square Jupiter more than I welcome this other one because this is going to be on the 9th. Mercury is going to sesquiquadrate Saturn. This one is deflating. This one causes us to emotionally shut down. This one causes us to have feelings of just meh, where you're in that weird image between between you don't know how you feel but you kind of feel like crap but at the same time you're just like eh and numb so it's a very odd feeling it can have its moments where you're you know indifferent to things it can have its moments where you feel down about things communication wise you might not feel as open and it could be a day where people are either trying to pick you up or you know give you a pep talk and you end up shutting them down or just you know they're inviting you to places and you're just not interested so it could be uncomfortable as a result of that and because you're not socializing it could put you in a worse mood so you definitely want to be aware of that and try to balance out your energies obviously if you don't feel good you shouldn't be socializing you should take a moment to yourself just make sure it's not too long make sure it's not like days on end make sure you know you're getting yourself centered and in a place where you can be around people and you're pulling yourself out of this mood the best way you can this weekend is super weird in terms of mood fluctuations because on the 10th the sun's going to make a sextile to Uranus, which is actually great for boosting our confidence. So we have some highs and lows, like as we get through the weekend, as I was saying before, and this one here is great for boosting your confidence. It's great for giving you this renewed, found sense of self. You're feeling like you're having a breakthrough that's boosting your confidence. If you felt stagnant, you're feeling like things are finally moving for you. Socially, you could feel open again and just wanting to just hang out with people and do some Sunday fun day stuff. And it just brings in this jolt of surprises and good surprises, surprising surprising things that happen in a shocking way, but in a good way. Sometimes that shocking way can be getting noticed for how awesome and unique you are and people noticing your cool originality. So this is a lovely, lovely alignment to round out the weekend. And it's so needed with some of the fluctuating mood stuff going on. So do the best you can this week. It's definitely a weird week for sure. And a complete shift from the energies we've had over the last bunch of weeks. Anyway, I hope you all have the best week ever. Later, guys.